Welcome to Digfin Vox, the podcast brought to you by Digital Finance Media. Digfin is an online media platform covering the people and organizations using technology to transform financial services. I've been told several times that I have a face that's perfect for podcasting. And while my distinctive visage makes it easy for my coworkers to recognize me and then often run away screaming in terror, facial recognition is still a pressing problem for financial institutions looking to verify the identity of its customers online. Today I have the pleasure once again of speaking with James DiBiazio, editor of Digital Finance Media, who just attended the Singapore leg of a global regtech startup search. This event, sponsored by City in conjunction with other business and government interests, awarded top prize to iProve, a company with a novel approach to facial recognition. Where, where was this City Demo Day uh, thing? I'm assuming it wasn't, was it awards or were they uh, showcasing a lot of startup technology and iProve just happened, they won it? They won, they won this leg. So City's doing this around the world. They're doing it this particular version was hosted in Singapore, and the MAS was one of the judges. Uh, and they do it in a number of other emerging markets uh, around the world. And I believe they will have sort of a, a final uh, best of the best in uh, the US uh, this summer. That's cool. Um, it's going to um, be kind of like the end of the Karate Kid? Or uh, how are they going to judge it? I don't know exactly how they'll they'll judge it, but what they've been doing is in each market where they where they host this, they are working with a number of strategic partners. In the case in Singapore, they had Mastercard, PwC, Clifford Chance, which is a law firm, uh, and um, uh, Microsoft. Um, I'm probably forgetting one or two, and they they have a panel judge, and then they have an, an audience, uh, and the audience is I guess, uh, and, and of course, then Citibank people. Um, and uh, and they, you know, they they've already been feeding these these companies through their their selection process. I don't really know the details of how that works, but it's been something that's been going on. It's probably a year long project if you add it all up. And they'll have over probably a hundred different fintech companies uh, pitching throughout this cycle. And then the demo day, we saw sixteen. Uh, which is, I guess, the you know the sweet sixteen from from Asia, uh, or actually they're not necessarily from Asia. They're just the ones who happen to be pitching in Singapore. Some of them are are based elsewhere, um, but most of them have a Singapore office at least. Um, and then they uh, uh, they'll do this in other markets. And I, I don't know exactly how they they do that. But the for for these companies, uh, there's not like you get to the end of this and suddenly you've got this giant contract and award and then you're you're a, a millionaire. Um, but what it does, they, they do try to find ways to provide either uh, financial or sort of soft dollar type support for the winners from the partners who are, you know, the city and its strategic partners. But most importantly, that yes, there will be uh, talks. That this could lead to proof of concepts. And then with the POC work, that could then lead to actual business with with these. And the, the other thing that's interesting about this particular thing is lots of people do accelerators and, and demos, but this one's focused on public sector around integrity and trying to fight issues of corruption and fraud and uh, whether that's external, say like uh, money laundering by bad guys or terrorist financing, but it's also internal. How do how do banks really police themselves? You know, there have been all these huge 
billion dollar fines uh, since the global financial crisis around banks either um, you know, uh, trading floors, manipulating markets like interest rates and foreign exchange or uh, just, you know, sort of the mass uh, fraud screwing over uh, consumers and mortgage borrowers and this sort of thing. So there's been lots and lots of stuff out there, which has led to a lot more compliance, uh, a lot more supervision, a lot more regulation. And this is very expensive. It's expensive for banks. It's expensive for taxpayers. It's very hard to police it all. It doesn't work that well. Regulators. It also. It doesn't work that well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, how much of the money that's being spent on compliance is actually putting a dent in stopping people of, you know, evading taxes, for example? I mean, probably not very much. So, um, so it's a giant headache for everybody. And so the governments are just as keen as the banks to find a way to streamline all of this process and try to find a way to be cost effective. And technology is really the only way to do it. So uh, ta- taxonomy check. We're, we're talking about what is uh, referred to as RegTech or Reg, RegTech. Yeah, reg, yeah, RegTech. RegTech is just a, a, you know, it's a buzzword, uh, but, in, you know, it's, it's being clever. It's not FinTech. It's RegTech. So it's, um, it, it, but it, it, it re- refers to fintech companies trying to address compliance and regulatory issues, uh, and it's a very hot area for financial institutions as well as for regulators. So when I when I've dealt with uh, the Hong Kong authorities or in, in Singapore, this is also a priority for them. They're 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 very eager to support the development of the technologies because it's you know it helps them as much as it helps the banks. Uh, you know, save costs or bring me you know, be more efficient, reduce risk. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I prove one, and uh, what, to, what did they win? Uh, did they walk away with a, a, a cash prize or something else? No, no, they don't get a cash prize. But as uh, as Anthony Bud, the the founder of the company, told me, you know, they were very excited by this because. It will it will lead to conversations. It will lead to serious conversations with either with the bank or perhaps some of the other corporate partners. Or city will introduce them to uh, governments in different marketplaces. And so for them, it's it's a it's a it's a big step up. It's a huge validation, and it will give them an opportunity to turn this into a meaningful, scalable business. They already have clients in the UK where they're from, uh, and some in Northern Europe. And this gives them the chance, you know, this puts them on a potentially a, a global platform for their services. Um, and it, this could be true for some of the other companies that, that also demoed. It's not just, it's not a winner take all thing. I mean, they're looking for, there's a lot of different solutions for different problems that these companies are are pitching. And so, you know, for, for, for many of them, it, it could still be good. But obviously, it's, it's nice to always be uh, picked by the I guess the, there's about a dozen judges. You know, it's it's nice to be the regulators, the heavyweight dog. banks, law firms. It's it's good to be the favorite yeah. of, of that crowd. Yeah, it's 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 good to be the yeah. It's good to win that, and um, and it's also I think it it probably gives some weight to the issue of face recognition, um, which is what I prove is all about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so in in regtech, uh, there's lots of different technologies. I mean, regtech can be AI, right? Artificial intelligence is is part of of it. It can be blockchain for sending secure documentation uh, and trust, you know, trusting uh, counterparties. Uh, it could be cloud computing. It could be a whole combination of all of these things. Uh, and and the the problems that it looks to address can can vary. But the heart, I think, 
if there's anything that kind of pieces RegTech together and gives it a meaning, it's the notion of digital identity. Uh, you know, who am I dealing with on the other side of this screen? Everyone's rushing into doing more and more financial transactions over their phone or, or, or on their desktop. Uh, and this is, uh, you know, this is what's happening this is the reality of the world. It's, it's, it's a huge trend and, and I guess in many ways a positive one, but um, it's also plenty of opportunity for fraud and scamming uh, and, and you can't see very efficiently. You can't see who you're actually transacting with. You've got to find ways when people are, are doing financial transactions from a remote location on their phone. How do you know who that person is? How do you, you know, how do, how are you confident and secure that they are who they claim to be? Mm. And so I, th this is a, you know, this is a, a problem. It's not just for financial services. This could be true for medical records. It could be true for, uh, getting uh, you know, n getting a notary to sign your legal document. You know, it can it can it goes across uh, many many parts of our our lives. Right. So, um, <clears throat> I prove is uh, you know, th there's a lot of uh, facial recognition and um, you know, biometric solutions out there. What yeah. what makes I proves novel? The way they uh, the way they put themselves into the image that's being taken to authenticate an identity. So there were other companies pitching at this demo who were also around other aspects of identity verification, including facial recognition. But they, uh, I think, they didn't win because they're still using techniques that have the potential to be broken. Uh, to be discredited. Um, so even when you take a video of yourself and you send that through, there are ways that people can replicate that or or or, or break that mm. security system. So what iProve does is when you take a selfie, uh, like a, a short video selfie, uh, when you are trying to you know transfer money or something, uh, the process of taking that that little video of yourself which then you send to them, uh, they throw a bunch of lights in random order into, into the photo. So actually through your phone, I guess, through the, the, the mechanism, I, I don't know exactly how that, that works. That's a, that's a tech thing. But the, the point is when you take that selfie, it is being, your face is being cast in an array, a random array of different colored lights that you're not really aware of. You don't see it. Uh, but when it goes back to the server, they see it, and then they use that to kind of authenticate it. That is you at that moment, and then they match it to some kind of document that you have already filed, so like a passport or a government ID or some other valid form of documentation so that it shows that it matches the document that someone has filed to the person at that moment, and it's the best way so far that from what I can tell from all these companies that have been pitching, it seems the most authentic way to really be sure that someone says they are who they say they are. Now, I, I remember when the iPhone rolled out with the, the fingerprint reader and it was like a few days after the announcement that somebody hacked it. Uh, is there yeah. a, uh, you, you know, I, I this, isn't, this may not be a fair question since you're, 
you know, not a technologist, but but how long is it before you know somebody is this an uh, a, a revolutionary breakthrough or an incremental breakthrough, and that you know the, the hackers will go, ah, oh, that's an interesting approach, and you know, a month from now that will be an insecure uh, way to to verify identity. I'm sure there's every system can be broken, Dave. So, uh, you know, I don't know the answer that as used, but I'm sure that I would say this is a, uh, an iteration. I don't think it's that revolutionary, but it is, um, it, it is clever and, um, and it will be harder to break than just because the problem with face recognition stuff, uh, is it's quite easy just to rip somebody's face off of a, you know, their Facebook site or something like that. So a lot of the stuff that's been developed was easy because people are going after static images or, uh, or, or other things that they can, they can attack. Um, it, with this one, it's, the reason it works well is because it is affecting that image it has of you and it's linking it to a document. So you need a few things in place for this technology to work. You need to have a document, preferably one that is embedded with biometric capabilities like passports that most developed countries now issue. Uh, and that has to already be on record somewhere. So in many emerging markets, this may not be a great solution. This might be better set for, for wealthier countries where people have, you know, these things, or perhaps for a country like India, which has developed a digital identity, centralized digital identity for hundreds of millions of people. Um, pretty much everybody in India now is on that in perhaps in a market like that. Again, you've got a you've got a database where you've got that a document of some kind, and then you can then you can put the put the the, the face recognition video uh, on top of that. Um, but if you don't have anything like that, then it it does not work as well. Um, and so there there will be marketplaces where this solution is just not going to be very credible. Right, right. There there needs to be a, a a high quality verification document on the other side of this trans uh, of the check. In other words, yes, got it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to, for it to work best, I mean, I think the the founder says that it will also work with not such high quality documentation, but then the integrity. Uh, the, the trust in it will, will start to decline. So there could be better solutions for those other scenarios than what I prove uh, demonstrated. Got it. But I think what's interesting, though, is just that there's so many fintech companies coming up with a lot of different ideas. It's, you know, there's a lot of real ferment with, with these uh, digital identity solutions. And I don't think that there's ever going to be a one-size-fits-all. There's a lot of companies doing a lot of things. And a large bank like Citibank, which operates in so many markets um, and its peers, are going to probably adopt a, a range of these. You know, they'll develop a stack, I think. I don't think you just get one and you're done. Um, you know, it will continue to be a, sort of a bubbly, evolutionary um cauldron probably an arms race with the hackers too where there's continual improvement yeah. to stay ahead and with absolutely success um yes got it well uh were there any other uh, i prove sounds like it's a very uh a very interesting approach to facial recognition any other uh players in in uh, at the event who are of note that caught your interest yeah yeah, there were there were quite, there were quite a few interesting companies there. There were some blockchain companies and uh, quite a few in the, the AI space. But there was uh, there's one that was the there was one sort of a, a pat on the back as sort of the crowd favorite. Um, uh, I think it wasn't 
deemed it, it didn't win by the judges, but I think it, it won sort of a popular vote. I think so. I guess the you know the Golden Globe versus the Oscar uh, went to a company called Scream, and that's S Q R E E M. I have to say, it's a, <laughs> I think it's a, it's a bizarre name. But uh, somebody has like to come Scream. up with a company that's going to manufacture more fintech company names because they seem names. to be running yeah. out. Well, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, how 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 hipster uh, can we get? Um, so, scream uh, ice cream. You scream ice cream uh, is. Um, but these guys are very cool, actually. Uh, they're they're based in the UK, uh, and although they have, I think they they're, they're from the UK. I think they might have an office in Singapore. They've got uh, they've, they've headquartered themselves there, and they um, they've been around for seven years doing nothing in public but building a vast. Uh, database and an AI driven cloud hosted uh, platform. They're using um, unsupervised rules based machine learning to find what uh, Donald Rumsfeld famously characterized as the, the, the unknown unknowns. So this is looking at all the patterns that basically no human being could ever pick up between multiple people doing bad things uh, using, uh, forensic intelligence techniques. Um, and they have this vast database that scrubs the whole web, including the dark web and to track money laundering, um, or to track terrorist financing. And they, they, they told me you can actually figure out from behavior, just about anybody who decide who gets converted into say ISIS in the West hmm. and, uh, becomes, uh, you know, they, there's behavior uh, associated with criminal activity, and the patterns are there to see. They're just hard to sometimes ide- identify with, like I say, the naked eye. But machines can pick up patterns. So, you know, if if someone is converting themselves into a an a you know a terrorist, they, there's there's noted behaviors. They start, you know, they fall away from the usual stuff of posting what they used to put on Facebook, for example, and they sort of go dark and, and these, these things can pick it up. So they're already working with uh, the U S government to track um, terrorist money flows. And they're also working with the bank to track uh, money laundering. And they're, they think they can, they can roll this out in, in a number of applications. So it was one of those things that was, was very cool. Um, and, uh, but I asked the founder, I, I said, you know, how come you're not just everyone's not coming to your door right away. And he said, well, sometimes the banks really <laughs> don't want to know. Right. They don't, you know, it's, it's really hard to sometimes have complete and absolute sense of who's, uh, who inside your organization is, um, is, is doing bad things. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a reputation risk um, and, and a headache. So we'll see how far some of these things get. But it's pretty impressive the amount of, uh, the, the correlations that, that machines can, can find. With uh, time and, and, and slightly more advanced technology, maybe they'll be able to uh, determine when a, a former reporter is going to launch another uh, fintech podcast. I mean, you know, just another put an end to it. Podcast. Before it, yeah, uh, just, you know, yeah, bears fruit. There, there, could be, there could be some federal agents not right now. <laughs> I, I gotta go. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, man. I guess that's I guess that's the end of this podcast tonight. Okay. <laughs> Thanks everybody. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Jane. If you'd like to learn more about how iProve is changing the landscape for facial recognition, read James' full article online at www.digitalfinancemedia. That's one word. Dot com. 
All the articles at Digital Finance Media are free, but you have to register. Thank you for subscribing to the podcast of Digital Finance Media. I am guest host David Swifler. If you enjoyed it, please be sure to give it a good rating and share it on social media so your friends can find it too. This is Digfin Vox.